Aaron Rodgers spoke yesterday, and uh, th- there was a cu- there were a couple things that were a little different than Tuesdays gone by. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about how he's heard the noise over the weekend of how if the Packers or if Rodgers wants to come back, the Packers will want to trade him. So he said those were, and I quote, interesting. That's that's kind of about it. They were interesting that he uh, he was hearing that. So we'll have to get into that as well. And uh, he also... No, did you see like it was like I think last weekend or maybe it was two weekends ago, some of that time frame, where uh, it was Romeo Dobbs on Maggie and the, the hell's the show called? Uh, it's the it's one oh, of the, it's Andrew Perloff, it's one of the Dan yeah, yeah, Andrew Perloff, the guy, the tall, skinny guy with glasses. Yeah, that Romeo Dobbs was on there, and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, yeah, Maggie and Perloff, that's what the show was. And Romeo Dobbs was saying he never hung out with Aaron Rodgers outside the facility once, and people tried to make a huge deal out of it. Did this. you see that Charles Woodson quoted the tweet? Oh, did he? No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, Charles Woodson quoted the tweet and said, when I played for the Packers, I didn't hang out with A-Rod either, and then it was dot, 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 <laughs> but I was the old guy with a crying laughing emoji. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers addressed it yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, which was really funny. Uh, Rome, what they were doing to Romeo Dobbs and Maggie and Perloff was trying to really blow things out of proportion. Now, let's see here. Uh, Rogers when you were in high school and played on the soccer team, did you hang out with everybody? No. <laughs> Same. In fact, a lot of people, not a lot, but some of the people on there I didn't want to hang out with at all. That's what I was like. like I, I, didn't, I didn't really care for them. Obviously, you have like your friend group, right, growing up. Uh-huh. Obviously, you have maybe certain people on the team that are closer friends than others. Yes. And that was pretty much the same with every sports team you played on. Yeah. I don't think I was friends with every single person on every single sports team I played on my entire life. Were you friends with everyone in high school? No. Neither was I. And even less now. Yeah. I mean, same. The older you get, the more removed you get from people. But Aaron Rodgers, I'm trying to make a huge deal out of Romeo Dobbs saying he never hung out with Aaron Rodgers outside the facility not once. Hilarious. Rodgers did address it uh, on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I mean, Rodgers, he was at the the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He was looking, you know, cheerful, looking jolly. He said he wasn't even really thinking about football. We'll get to the comments. Uh, It was a a good interview. I mean, now he says it's Aaron Rodgers. And everyone's now freaking out um, about a couple things Rodgers said. Then also, Rowdy, he gave a glowing review of... Nathaniel Hackett. What and what happened with Nathaniel Hackett last week? Well, he was just hired as the Jets' offensive coordinator. Yeah, he gave a glowing review of Nathaniel Hackett. Just, just, just happy for him, beaming ear to ear, talking about his old OC. And then also, he was giving a nod of approval to one Rich Basaccia, who seems to be hot on the trail of becoming the new Indianapolis Colts head coach. So Rodgers was uh, giving him his nod of approval, too, to how great Rich Bisaccia is. Kind of tell him, like, maybe the Colts to hire that guy, which is not good for the Packers on that special teams unit. And then, Rowdy, speaking of of former Packers or coaches, Jerry Gray, he is now going to be the assistant head coach, what was it, for the... uh, was it the Atlanta Falcons or something like that? Yeah, I think so. So the Packers are losing some people here. And uh, one of the biggest cogs, Aaron Rodgers, could potentially be gone uh, this offseason via a trade. And now I see the Packers also won't beg Rodgers to stay. So <laughs> what's the obviously Rodgers would be the biggest blow because he's a player and he's a four-time MVP. But losing Rich Bisaccia? Yeah, so Rich Bisaccia was the guy that came from 
Oakland slash Las Vegas that had a lot of respect. Obviously took over in the interim for John Gruden, got them to the playoffs. Yeah. Everyone has talked about how he's a really good special teams coach. Yep. Jerry Gray was a guy that a lot of the defensive backs on the team this year respected when he was the one that finally yelled. He fired up, yeah. Yeah, as when the team started playing better, especially in the secondary. He goes. So these two guys are highly coveted, obviously, as they picked up jobs really quick. If Joe Barry were to be let go, how quickly do you think he finds a job? Not very. (laughs) Also, I never heard Aaron Rodgers say anything about Joe Barry. Well, I'm just just going off but his not, track record. Not quickly. In the last decade, in the last decade plus, he's been a defensive coordinator for like four years. Yeah, he went defeated with the Lions. He was terrible with the Washington Redskins and with the Packers. And then took like a what was it like a five six year hiatus yeah. from being a DC and then got hired again. I, this has yeah. this has been his longest stay, right? The Packers as a DC. Uh, if he makes it through year three, then it'll be the longest. It'll be his longest tenure as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah. But that's what I'm getting at. This guy isn't like he's 30. Joe Barry is is a D- middle-aged gentleman. Uh, yes. He has now been a DC for six total years. Two years at every stop. He's 52 years old, Rowdy. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not a young spring no. chicken. That ain't, a, that ain't a young guy. That ain't a, that ain't a young cat. That's uh. And, you know, everyone's everyone's getting older every day. But Joe that's Barry, what I'm saying. Do you really think that he would be some hot commodity if he hit the market? I don't think so. I don't think so either. In fact, he wasn't that hot of a commodity to be the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator. <laughs> he was the third choice. <laughs> was just, yeah, the second or third choice. I mean, the hot commodity was Jim Leonard. Uh, Matt LaFleur wanted to hire. Joe Barry was like the afterthought after Jimmy Leonard said, yeah, I don't think so. I think... <laughs> Joe Barry is closer to setting up his retirement funds than he is just getting into the league. He's he's inching closer to that with that 65 years old retirement age. That's a little different in NFL when you're in the coaching circles, but sure. And then, so uh, the Packers, I mean, Rich Bisaccia, if we lose him, which I feel like is going to happen, um, Hell, I mean, like you just said, he was great with the Raiders when he stepped in for Gruden. He got them to the playoffs. And look how much better the special teams were last year. Yeah. Despite having to deal with Amari Rodgers for basically half a season. uh, What about the fact that I think off the top of my head, Ebo, they had one field goal slash extra point blocked and one punt blocked. I think those were the numbers. Without any stats in front, I think they only had one punt that I remember. I'll believe it. And one kick that was blocked. Sounds right to me, Rowdy. Man. <laughs> what a, what Man. a ways that they came in just that one year. Because think about all the extra points and field goals that were blocked the year before. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, just think of how terrible. I mean, it's not even the year before. Just think of all, like, the decade, Rowdy. It was it was nonsense after nonsense after nonsense of all the schleps that were uh, fronting the the special teams coaching position for the Packers. Now, I know wh- there was one there for a long time, but it just unraveled and unraveled. And finally, Rich Passaccia is like, all right, you need me to do this? Let's do it. And now we're going to probably lose him to the Colts? That's tough, as the Packers are going to have some soul-searching to do in a lot of fronts. Coaches to their quarterback to uh, just – their head coach, everything. It's I'm a little nervous about the Packers coming up here. And here's the other thing. They're in cap hell. Like they are in cap hell. Are they the worst team in cap? Yeah, it was between them and the Panthers. But the one difference between them and the Panthers were the Panthers were unloading some of those contracts. Yeah. So they're already starting to get away from some of those uh, 
Well, I guess they'll have dead cap hits from some of the trades for one year, but then they're no longer their problems. Packers still have like a reoccurring problem. <laughs> and the Panthers were awful this year. So the Panthers have higher picks. Yep. And the Panthers have more draft capital because they traded the Christian McCaffrey's, the Robbie Anderson's and got rid of them. Yep. So yeah, the, the Panthers are neck and neck with the Packers for right now, next year at this time, the Panthers will be in a much better situation. Yes. The Packers will still be in cap hell. Packers keep kicking that can down the road. Don't they Rowdy? It'll either be from what it is right now. It'll either be better slightly better because they would have traded Aaron Rodgers. They would have, you know, gotten rid of a Bakhtiari or an Aaron Jones, or it's going to be even worse. And all of those guys will still be on the team. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be even worse. Those guys will be on the team. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we have some time to talk about it today and moving on. Cause it's the off season. But either way, that salary cap situation, it isn't going to be good. For at least multiple years. I was going to say, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Not right now. <laughs> it's a dark, damp place. They right started now. kicking the contracts down the road for the, uh, you know, one more year here, one more year there. Yep. Uh, starting to come due. Yep. The bell tolls for thee eventually. And then also speaking of coaches, former 49ers defensive coordinator uh, D'Amico Ryans is now the head coach of the Houston Texans. They reached a uh, six year deal. So the Texans got a new head coach. And then who's going to help Russ cook? Sean Payton. I saw that. I got a notification on my phone. Out of, uh, I mean. What draft it, picks are they going to trade? Was it retirement? I, I, don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> Sean Payton will be the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. So when all of the scuttlebutt came out that Sean Payton might be available on the market and the Saints might be looking to trade him. Saints were looking for a first round pick. I don't know what first round pick the Broncos have. <laughs> they traded away. What was it? Two or three uh-huh. to get Russ. Uh, let's see here. The Saints will receive the Broncos 2023 first round pick number 29 overall, a 2024 second round pick uh, for Peyton and the Saints 2024 third round selection is what Adam Schefter is reporting. Well, if you're a Denver Bronco fan, at least you know that the Broncos are all in. And he will be the highest paid head coach in the league. So not only did they shovel out all that money for Russell Wilson, now Sean Payton is the highest paid coach in the league. And they traded away a lot. A lot. That's a lot of draft capital. At first, I, they got a first, a second, and what was the other one? Uh, first, a second, and a third. Origi- well, one, one in 2023, 2023 and then the others in 2024. Yes. Originally, I believe they were just looking for a first round pick. So they even got out a, a better haul than I think expected. The, I think the Saints are like, all right, this Bronco team, insanely desperate. Let's fleece them well, for all they're worth. I mean, I'd have to go look, but you got to imagine they don't have any draft picks in the first round the next couple of years. <laughs> I would imagine not. At least half of their second and third round picks gone. <laughs> so now you have Russell Wilson that a lot of people are now thinking is shot. He, he's washed up. And Sean Payton. So we'll, we'll get more into this because there's a lot <laughs> like, of moving parts. They were, they were shopping uh, Judy. They were shopping Hamler. Like, they were shopping a lot of guys. Me, of all people, Aaron Rodgers apologist, love Aaron Rodgers. I am getting tired of it. I haven't even played the clips yet. Well, I do respect, like, he said he wanted to do it after the Super Bowl, whereas he Yeah, let the, wanna, let the season breathe. Exactly. Take over the new cycle. I, I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine with everything, how he is handling it. I'm just getting annoyed with, like, it's not, not Rodgers. I think it's more of the rowdy approach, like everyone else talking about it. 
I don't even want to talk about it, but it's obviously. I mean, we haven't really talked much about it today, Rowdy, have we? I haven't played the clips yet. Ben, were you were you born in ninety eight or ninety nine? Ninety eight. Tom Brady's been in the NFL every single year since he was two. I'm still waiting for the two person where I can say yep. Tom Brady has been in the NFL their entire life. Almost mine. Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel for you? Like crazy. The, the boogeyman's done. Allegedly. Well, I mean, he's kind of felt done all season. That's the thing is if he'd gone out after winning a Super Bowl, might have felt different. But uh, he has had, you could argue, three Hall of Fame careers in one career. You could splice it up. Uh, he's had two first ballot Hall of Fame careers in one career. It's pretty remarkable. He he broke the way that we talk about other players and quarterbacks. He the the New England Patriots single handedly made every other fan bra- base that was somewhat decent of a an organization brain dead about dynasties and winning Super Bowls. It made everyone like, well, why can't that be us? When in reality, it's we'll probably never see it again. Well, it's an imp- it's a comparison point that's just impossible. Yeah, it's it's like he's the anomaly. He is Neo of the Matrix. He he. he he was never the greatest, right? Of he always had a top ten defense, winning Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, you, you can't deny the he won three MVPs. Well, yeah, but you can't deny the the sheer willpower to win, though, which is part of something it. that you can't like quantify. Which is part of it. He he showed, I think, after I'm sure many others did, but he perfected the art of everything else aside from just the act of throwing the football. Yeah, I mean, he's when it comes he's to a winning. habitual winner. That I would there's, agree. There's with. no way around it. He's got that it factor that you can't really bottle. And, and, and now if he out. goes and takes Greg Olson's job, I'm going to be a little angry. Well, they pay him like $325 million. For I like years. Yeah, but put, put Brady in the studio. Have Brady take Sean Payton's role. Oh, by the way, Sean Payton. Yeah. Um, is Terry Bradshaw stepping down? Is he, he needs to. He's he is, getting there. He's tough, dude. I'd he's say on the Corso timeline. Terry Bradshaw is more washed as an analyst than Tom Brady is playing. (laughs) (laughs) I'd agree with that. He is not. He was just like, oh, yeah. He wasn't even getting names right. He's lost up there. And he's just like, ah, yeah, whatever. They were going through his picks earlier this season where they like like they picked their teams. And he's like, ah, I I can't remember whatever team it is. Like, all right, here you go, Terry. (laughs) All right. I have a relief pitcher coming up. I will play the Rogers clips momentarily. Let's see here. Line two, good morning. Who's this? We'll take Jim Thor and direct David. Uh, Edmonton Gerald. Bye. We'll take Jim Zorn and the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Is I that, think, I think um, what he said. Terry Bradshaw has officially put himself in a corner here. Obviously, he went from quarterback to analyst. I, I think he's done being an analyst or at least should give it up. I think he's now officially the shingle shot guy. Yeah. You got to know your calling. Yeah. You got you got it's all about he's like Madonna. Madonna's always revamped and re, rejuvenated and re she's wild now. Uh she's always redone herself. Terry Bradshaw it's time. You're the the shingles shot guy now. Yeah. It's it's time. It is time. All right, that's, Aaron Ruff. That's him. <laughs> uh come out, film a commercial and do a couple lines. That's about it. <laughs> and here's your check. All right, one more before some Roger stuff. Uh line 1, good morning. Hello. That's probably boozy. Motor reflex. Talk about the Edmund Wasn't Fitzgerald. Wasn't he in a movie? He was in a movie, too. Charlie? No, Terry He's Bradshaw. He's an extra in Star Trek Four. No, Terry Bradshaw was like had a legit role in a movie. It was a, a Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, Failure to Launch. He's like the dad. 
The only reason I know go. that because I just Googled it. There you go. He's got small roles in movies and Shingle Shot Guy. He was in Relative Chaos, another movie, Robots, The Cannonball Run in 1981, and Burt Reynolds in Hoopa, 1978, allegedly. All right. Aaron Rodgers. Ben, did you get my email, by the way, about Rodgers and the Pat McAfee? Yeah, thank you. See? Sa- saved me a heck of a lot of time. I knew you loved Wednesday mornings cutting up uh, Rodgers, Pat McAfee audio. I, I I hope I didn't ruin your Wednesday morning for you. No, I did it last night a bit, too. So Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers yesterday on the Pat McAfee show. I'll play some clips now. Rodgers, has he, sp- uh, has he at least spent time thinking about football this past week? Take a listen. No, of course I thought about football. I watched the games this weekend. Uh, the you know the second one was enjoyable. Obviously, the first one, Purdy going down, didn't have anywhere near the same type of excitement. But Rogers wanted to say the Eagles are frauds right there. I could hear it in his voice. Uh, so yeah, I mean that you watch that game, you you know you let your mind drift off to what it would be like to still be playing, and all those thoughts come back to you. And then you know then you come up to Pebble Beach and you're like, oh, this kind of this this part of life is pretty amazing. You know, doing things like this. Uh, <laughs> no kidding. Often, so. You know, look, it's it's going to be a little bit more time uh, for my decision. Um, and, you know, I feel confident that uh, in a couple of weeks I'll feel definitely uh, more strongly about one of the two decisions. You guys think he, he goes out to play some golf? And he's like, yeah, this part of life's pretty cool. Yeah, no kidding, dude. You, no, yeah. no duh. Yeah. My this part of my life is uh, me in California in seventy degree weather yeah. playing golf knowing, on a beach, knowing that I got a massive contract and a massive bank. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right I'm there. not sitting in it's Green Bay, nice. Wisconsin, where it was negative twelve yeah. yesterday. Yeah, this part of life is pretty cool. Again, I am I am waited with bated breath for the announcements of the pairings for the AT and T Pro Am because there is an Aaron Rodgers of the PGA Tour, and I think they would get along great. Whoops. His name is James Hahn. James Hahn? Yes. Well, I, I can provide h- further context at another date. Hang on to that. Here's more from Rogers on uh, why he wants to take his time before deciding to play in 2023. When you've played as long as I have and you, you, you know, like to recap and uh, each week, you know, the things that happened and you enjoy journaling and different things. I think it's important to, to look at the tone of those things and, and where your mind is in these, you know, when you get away from it, you know, because that's, uh, you have to get away from the emotion of it. And that's why I always think I can't make a decision until after the Super Bowl at the earliest because there's still football going on, number one. Number two, like, it ain't about me. It's about the Chiefs and the Eagles still playing and, and the great season that they've had. And But I think you got to be uh, cognizant of, of what was going through your mind during the season. Did you enjoy the grind as much? Did you enjoy practice? Enjoy the meeting time? Did you enjoy the routine? And and not forget about uh, those feelings um, and make an emotional response either way. Uh, I think that's important. So it's not something that's on my mind twenty four seven. It's not on my mind that much at all, to be honest with you. It's just settling into uh, uh, this port of the end of January and February, and and contemplating you know my life and you know for the next few months, and then trying to see if football fits into that. I don't have any problem with that. I, I agree. You should let the season be able to breathe. You should let the two teams that are finally, you know, in the Super Bowl have their moment in time. And then we can go on the Aaron Rodgers banging your head against the wall. Dramatics that number 12 brings. Now, here's more from 12. Uh, so is the plan he will take a few more weeks to decide 
and then call the Packers about us. I think so. I mean, it sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in, in Nashville, and and then I'll be up here, uh, you know, this week playing in the tournament. So uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then uh, you guys and Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else will, uh, will know at some point. There's the drama clip. He's not been involved in conversations that are going on, which is interesting without him. Well, what does he want him to do? Like, that's their job. The Packers in this situation are obviously going to shop him around. Of course. In the event that he doesn't want to return or they can't figure out a way to make it all work, they are obviously going to see what his value is. And why wouldn't they? Exactly. They would be dumb if they didn't. Like, that's, if you ain't trying to get better, you're dying on the vine. Yes, right. Here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers is coming back. This is like his next, the, the last month since they've been eliminated and the, the next month of the upcoming schedule is him saying, don't talk to me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do, play in the program, go to Hawaii, do whatever. But still, I kind of want you to talk to me so that I can mess with people. Yeah, he's like, and I'm going to uh, drag this out. He's, it's like when you're like you break up with your girlfriend, or maybe you're like on a, like a little trial run of breaking up, and then she's out like posting these memes or like pictures with other guys, like tee. But at the end of the this day, is, she's texting this you. Is, this is just the guy that if you don't like this, or you don't like covering this, or you don't want to hear about this, it's don't enable him. <laughs> like you know what I mean? You said Roger's been yeah, enabled yeah. his whole life, Rowdy. No, no, I'm saying don't enable him by bugging him about it. Just, just bugging him. He goes on a show. That's what I'm year. saying. But then you have all of the media saying, well, Aaron Rodgers might be traded. He, you know who else might be traded? Every player on the roster. I mean, a good amount of the reaction is direct reaction to things he has said. And he does that just so that they, they do it. So and they then he can him? say, oh yeah, you know, they play right into the game. Oh yeah. Rodgers is a master troller. Rodgers, Rodgers is a master at this stuff. Or the front office is also playing the game and leaking things to Schefter and Rappaport. Which is also true. Like it's not a one-sided street. It's not just the public kind of taking every word he says and overreacting. It's also the organization clearly having some role in it. Yeah, but the organization is going to do whatever they're going to do. Like Aaron Rodgers can either come back or not come back. He's still tied to the Packers. He didn't have a no-trade clause, right? Correct. Yeah. But he also could just retire yeah. or threaten to retire. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers has a lot of power. I think, what, Rodgers probably has more power than the organization? Slightly? I mean, yeah, he's owed the money. So I'd say so. Uh, Packers painted themselves in this corner. Yeah, um, they did it to themselves. It was a stupid contract. Uh, Rodgers was asked also, will staying in Green Bay with Tom Clements as quarterback coach or move uh, moving, say, to the Jets to join Nathaniel? It's, there's not a great answer I can give you. Um, we all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and and have created those really special rooms to play in, special feelings on game day, made the weeks better. Obviously, Nathaniel's one of those guys. I would say there's been a handful of coaches over the years who've been just on another different level, you know, guys who you just kind of bonded with more than other guys. And it's not a shot at any, any other coach you've played with. It's just, just like with teammates. Some guys you really you love, uh, 
and, and some guys you love and you spend more time with them off the field. Um, that's why having Tom back this year was so special because Tom has always had a special place in my heart because he was the guy that really raised me up as a young player and, and spent hours and hours and hours with me on fundamentals and reads and fronts and pressures and coverages and, and becoming an expert at the offense. You know, So I always loved Tom, and I love spending time with Tom um, over the years. Luke Getze is always going to be a close a close one for me because he's just such a special guy. You know, he was basically my same age, and I watched him, you know, rise the ranks the right way of coaching and, and put in his time and be in the room with us, and we had a blast. Alex Van Pelt, you know, one of my all-time favorites as well, just taught me how to, Mike McCarthy. Uh, you know, how to be a CEO uh, of the squad, how to, how to lead uh, in that way, and how to play fake with the best of them. Uh, love AVP. Love spending time on the Martha Field. Hack, same way. Love Hack. I mean, Hack is Hack's my guy. I love him and and Megan and the kids. They're really special to me. Like we really bonded. When- I don't care about any of this anymore. Zach Heilprin, our sports director. Do you believe Tom Brady, Mister Heilprin? I do. I'm also wondering whether it was worth it. I mean, yes. blow up your family for. Uh, a very subpar season by your standards. Eh, I feel like it probably wasn't, but hey, I'm and, not Tom Brady. And don't forget, you also, not only that, you had Antonio Brown attacking him. I just remember that. AB was going wild uh, about Tom yeah, Brady. But it, yeah, but it's, it's Antonio Brown, so who really cares? Yeah, that's a really, actually a really good Mr. point. Mr. Crazy. Call me Mr. Big Chest. Hey, Zach. All right, Zach. Speaking, mm, of, speaking, of, speaking of quarterbacks... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go right to it before we get to Badgers. Speaking of quarterbacks, Zach, Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee show. Uh, I know it's the same old song and dance. There's like, it's like, them. it's the stupidest same thing every time. A little bit of a different kind of twist of Rodgers saying it was quote interesting that people were talking without him uh, over the weekend about the report of him potentially being traded. What what's what are we thinking? Is Rodgers you know going to be traded? Uh, the, him saying it's interesting is that like him getting ahead of the media here to try and like m- pivot his narrative against the front office? Like what do we think of all this? The latest edition of the Aaron Rodgers saga. Besides, it's well, nauseating. Yeah, I'll say this. I don't think that there was very much of a chance he was going to retire before this morning. There is no way he retires now because he would have to share a stage with Tom Brady and uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Not happening, right? Yeah, we, we, we'd all agree with that, right? Yes. Um, I find it interesting that he, when the stories are about him or they're you know negative stories like he doesn't want this or doesn't want that, he's like, don't believe the media. Why would you believe the media? I'm, Hell my yeah. camp isn't so I'm talking. My about- camp, my camp isn't talking. But when they're not about him, in this instance, talking about the Packers front office. Oh, it's interesting that they're talking about me. Like he takes them as uh, for their word, which is it's just interesting to me um, how that changes depending on who's it, who. You is and Rogers both using the same word, interesting, but in different connotations. Mm. Zach, very, yeah. very interesting. Yes. Mm, yeah. So it's it's that that was a little interesting to me. Mm. Um, look, I think if he comes back, he's getting traded. I I don't think. I'm pretty sure the Packers probably have made that up in their mind. Now it's just a matter of how they do it financially and where they end up sending them to get the best package back. Um, so I, they have to talk about it. What is, I mean, what, if, why wouldn't they be talking? About I know that's what I said. Like, why do you think it's interesting? Like it's their job. <laughs> like, they, you I mean, you well, should be talking about it. Even if you're out, I don't know, golfing in the pebble pro-am. Yeah. Obviously you don't want that stuff to get out, but it's, that's just, that is what it is. That's 
that's football. I mean, I, they know that that's what's probably going to happen because Rogers could come back and he's not going to get the guys back that he wants. And obviously he's not, I think it was, there's way too much made of him saying, I want this guy back and this guy back and this guy back. Obviously that's not going to happen, but, um, this has to be the best move for everybody. Like he wants to win a championship. Packers probably not going to be based on what they have financially, probably, probably going to be necessarily in that conversation next year. Um, like a favorite to win it, but go, go get the best package you can. And you have to be able to talk about it right now. That's just, that's just what it has to be. But it's very interesting that he's, that he's not involved in the conversations yet. He's still out golfing. Like, okay. Like what, yeah. what do you want him to do? <laughs> like, I love Rogers, but sometimes the uh, the thinking is a little off on number twelve. Anyways, oh hello. Well, that's true. I mean, I can I can see things on both you're, sides. Well, you're, to, well, you're getting to the point where he's not going to be your quarterback anymore, so you can you can kind of do this. Yeah, I don't. I can't wait to see what happens. It definitely gives us a little treasure trove to talk about. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to know uh, your opinion. Would you? Would you? I mean, assume he gets traded. Okay, here, I'll, I'll tell you this. When Brett Favre, always been my guy. Love Brett Favre. I don't identify as the state of Mississippi, so I don't really care about that stuff. So when he went to the Jets, I didn't root for the Jets. I really didn't support like or care about Brett Favre. Like, I was like, I hope he did well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see maybe like the Packers beat the Jets in the Super Bowl. But I was indifferent. But once he went to the Vikings, did not care for Brett Lorenzo Favre. But when he threw the right. interception against the Saints, I forgave him. Right there, That may have been... That may have been the best part of 2009. Yeah, uh, for for Packers fans. No, um, I will say that uh, I'm wondering. But my question was: When Aaron Rodgers leaves, are you hoping that Jordan Love is good? Well, yeah, it means the Packers will be good, of course. Okay, all right. I don't. I don't want to see the the downfall of the organization. Like when Mike McCarthy left, I hope Matt Lafleur was good. You know, turns out he just was riding off Aaron Rodgers' coattails. We'll see. <laughs> So, Zach, um, I want to ask you some Badger basketball questions here. I was, uh, mm. yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I was reading um, first four in, first four out, March Madness, and uh, Badgers, one of the team's first four out. What are we thinking yeah. here of uh, of a March Madness birth? Are we going to have a, a Herculean feat, a task here, of to rattle off a bunch of wins that seem kind of improbable? Like, what's what's what are we thinking here about maybe a March Madness appearance? Yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, they're not in a good spot right now. When you lose six or seven in the middle of the year, it's, it's really going to be tough. But there's still ten games left. There's half the Big Ten season is left. So there's plenty of time to figure it out and get it turned around. And, um, I don't know where your confidence level on that is happening. But I, I, w- I will say at this time three years ago, things were not great either, right? Uh, I had the Kobe King situation, the Eric Allen situation. You were losing basketball games. You weren't playing very well. They figured it out. They turned it around. They won eight straight, won the Big Ten. Not saying that's going to happen. I'm not. But I'm saying a lot of things can change before between the beginning of February and the the second week in March when um, the NCAA tournament field is announced. So I think that there are there are look. This team still has the talent, or not the talent, but the the same, the same yes, the talent and the ability to play like they did at the beginning of the year, uh, where they were able to close against teams and they were able to hit some shots and they were able to play defense consistently like that team's still there it's, it hasn't changed um it's just they haven't been able to do it of late um and that's what's led to this thing and we can point to injuries as kind of derailing things and they haven't uh, but they have everybody back now and they have to figure it out 
uh, something that uh, you're gonna, I can already hear you rolling your eyes over this, and something that I don't think anyone can ever really figure out. Can, and I'm gonna ask you anyways. I know you're gonna say I have no idea. What the hell is with the free throw stuff? Uh, how are they so bad? Uh, the free throw percentage is 66.3. That's 13th in the conference, 307th nationally, uh, 13th in makes, 181, uh, 345 nationally, and 13th in attempts, 273. That's 338 respectively. What? What? Well, that's not horrible then. I mean, then you're not missing. You're not missing as many free throws as as normal then, right? If your, if your attempts are down. You're not missing nearly as many. How is this a thing? Like, the, what, what was the old stat, Rowdy, about Wisconsin basketball? Wisconsin basketball would make more free throws than the other team attempted. How is this even like? What? How is this a thing? Rowdy, do you know how old you were the last time that happened? I'm gonna. It was before the Decker Kaminsky era. I'm gonna say uh, it was probably around 2010, and I would have been about 16. Yeah. So it's been. Has Ethan Happ like permeated the? the, It's uh, been more than a decade. It's been more than a decade since that has been true. Um, I'm not exactly sure in the year, but I guarantee it's probably been right about then. Yeah. It's been a long, long time since that's happened. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. I I know there's no answer to it, but I just. I I mean, I have to bitch about it. Yeah, no, and it's not like they work on it any less. It's not like they don't practice free throws. The free throws the exact same thing that they always do. Sometimes it just uh, is a good season, and sometimes it's not. Uh, you know, some not enough Connor season free throws, not enough uh, Chucky Hepburn free throws, probably too many. I mean, Stephen Crowell was an 80% free throw shooter last year. Obviously, his numbers have gone up in terms of attempts, but when you're shooting in the 60s like he is, I mean, he might even be in the high 50s. I haven't looked lately. Um, it's that's that's going to bring down your percentage. And Tyler Wall, obviously the same thing. They they don't get to the free throw line nearly enough, and they certainly don't make uh, them nearly enough. But it is it's very uh, it comes and goes. Some years are great, some years aren't, and you really can't put your foot on uh, uh, or finger on why it is and why it isn't. Like you could point, you say, like when Ethan Happ was here or Nigel Hayes for that matter, when later in his career, you'd be all right. Well. Ethan has to go to the line that many times. That's why bricks. the free throw percentage is horrible. Yeah. This this year, it's um, it, it's hard to explain on a it's a team wide thing at times. Zach, I'm cheap. Line the feet up, couple dribbles, elbow in, follow through, hand mm. in the cookie jar, boom. Yes. Yep. And I get you. I hear you. That's a minimum seventy five percent. If I've ever they, shot a free throw, do you throw. think maybe like they're like. Uh, like their video department, they're like showing tape of like Ethan Happ and maybe like Ryan Evans or something. Don't like shooting do free throws. this. <laughs> don't do this, and then it gets in your head. And they yeah, they're like, yeah, I, I just don't get. Hey, it. how about something I better? Think, Zach? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think they look like Ethan Happ shooting free throws don't look good. I don't think I don't notice anything off in terms of them shooting them, and it doesn't like look bad when they do it. It's just. It is what it is, I guess. Well, here, the beginning of the year. Who did the jump free throws? Was that Ryan Evans? Ryan Evans. Evans. Yeah. At the beginning yeah. of the year, they yeah. were playing good Tough. defense, especially on the perimeter. They were making a ton of shots, and they were making free throws. I think all three of those are things they're not doing now. Yeah, the three-point defense was, was just off the charts at the beginning of the year. Um, but obviously, as we got a bigger sample size, um, it has fallen, fallen off. To me, the biggest problem with this team and there are there are several but it's the depth it's the lack of depth it's yeah. the inability to it's the inability to go any further than six deep and sometimes even though six aren't um playing at the level they need to but uh they're forced to play seven or eight or nine based on you know on foul trouble and that type of thing um but depth to me is like the biggest issue that they have and 
uh, that's not going to get any better this year. And they, they dealt with it earlier in the season, and now it's kind of come back and, and bit them with the injuries. So what do we think, Zach? What do we think about Ohio State coming up here tomorrow? Well, speaking of a team that's been even uh, worse than Wisconsin of late, they've lost, I think they've won win in the last eight or nine games. They're pretty good at home, though, aren't they? Uh, they're eight and they, two they, at home. They have one win in the last eight or nine games. Um, some of those, I assume, at home. I haven't, I, honestly, I only looked at the their schedule. I didn't go back through and see yeah, home games. You say they're eight and two, and they're eight and two. That's fine. Um, Wisconsin, it's a win. It's a game that Wisconsin win, needs to win. They need to win these type of games. They need to beat Nebraska. They need to beat Minnesota. Teams that are below them in the in the Big Ten, which there aren't too many teams there. Um, they're currently eleventh right now. Mm. They have to win those games, uh, and then they're going to have to find a way to jump up and, and beat Michigan, who's not necessarily playing great, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks when uh, on Valentine's Day. There are winnable games, quite a few of them at home, and they have to find a way. But they can't. But the way that they're playing, it's going to be really difficult. They have to. They have to find something. Uh, they, have to, they have to figure it out. And there, there are a number of reasons why they're playing poorly, but um, there are. There are some things that need to be figured out. Turning the page on Badger basketball and something that has Thank been you. more successful as of late, it's National Signing Day for the Wisconsin football team when it comes to the 2023 recruiting oh, class. Baby. Over or under two and a half kids signing with the Badgers today? Under. Um, Is because they don't know how to use a fax machine? or Yes. Oh. Yeah. I remember this day used to be so big i remember like getting up like if we started covering the team get up at like 5 30 get you? ready yes 5 30 get right re- start getting ready for like Man. actually stay up late do all your stuff then 5 30 6 o'clock you get up be waiting for those things to start coming in um well, that's because the east coast kids when you're up at 5 30 it's 6 30 there and they're getting ready for school and all that yep. good stuff yeah, about seven, i believe at seven is when you can start faxing stuff in um, so yeah, back then it meant something. Now that early signing period in December is, is the day that everyone, uh, does their thing. And so Wisconsin signed 14 guys that day and it, that's pretty much going to be their but class. doesn't it have to do Zach because of all the, the early signing is now, if you sign early, it's because you're more likely to, uh, get on campus this spring. Yeah. Early signing period is a way for guys to make it known that where they want to do and where they want to go and where they want to do it. They just wanted to separate a little about because guys. They want to put the hat on with the video and get yeah. likes and well, social no, media. Had been, committed had, had been committed for so long. Like early enrollees, Nelson, wasn't, well, it definitely was a thing. And there were quite a few guys that did it at Wisconsin before, before that early signing period. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it, that was the only reason why. But it just, it just allows guys to – get locked in and have their spot. Um, the only thing, I mean, I, so I'm just taking the under today. However, there's a, a huge um, name, uh, the biggest name left on Wisconsin for his name, Shmel Howard. He was committed to Wisconsin. He's a defensive tackle. He was committed to Wisconsin, then decommitted. Uh, a lot of people had him going to Michigan. A lot of people then, then he had LSU and Miami and a whole bunch of people came after him. Um, but it sounds like when he decides today that Wisconsin could be that, um, could get their guy. And it's a huge It'd be a huge win because they don't have any defensive linemen in their class. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose Cano Ben, who's tearing it up down there. He's a big guy, nose tackle type of guy that I think um, uh, would really be a huge addition to this this class and a great final addition if, if it ends up being that way. But um, he's the only one that I that I know of that's still on their board that they're trying that that may get they may get today. Yeah, weren't they targeting? Uh, you know, I know this was early in the Luke Fickle 
hire slash process, but if I remember correctly, they were looking for D tackles and tight ends for the end of this signing period, but it looks like they're hitting their tight ends for 2024. Yeah. So going, I think it was offensive line and defensive line. Um, like at, at the beginning of the signing period when in, in December, like early or mid December, they, cause they didn't, they only had one offensive lineman in the class and no defensive lineman. And so they hit the, the transfer portal to get a couple offensive linemen and they have uh, now, if Howard commits today, they'll have two defense linemen uh, joining them as well. So, yeah, tight ends, uh, I don't think was necessarily up there in terms of portal recruiting for future classes. Yes. And we've seen that come through with the two guys that committed this week, but, um, immediately it was, I think it was offensive line and defensive line. Zach, uh, before I let you go, I, uh, let's see here. Uh, Garrett stack. And then what yesterday, big time on a wanna key Rob, Rob Booker, Rob Booker. Uh, this, are we going to get any more fickle smoke screens at all? Anything? Hopefully, like I'm fiending. I'm fiending for it. Smoke screens. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. His little uh, bat, signal, bat his bat signal. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why you call it. I, yeah. like, it's um, like the Pope smoke. Well, like the new Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got, That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I was. I don't know why people call it a bat signal. Um, either way, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Uh, I think whatever it is, today. I need more of it. I think they'll get one today for Jamel Howard. Uh, in terms of guys committed in 2024, uh, this class has a chance to be really, really special. It may end up going down as one of the highest rated Wisconsin's ever had. Mm. There's a ton of there's a ton of in state guys that are highly ranked, and uh, they're in on uh, all of them. And uh, there's some guys out of state too that they're they're hot after that have a chance to to push this class. I, it could be it could end up in the top twenty. Could end up in the top yeah, 15. We'll yeah, see. As of right now, Zach, it's ranked nineteenth on twenty four seven, which would be their yeah. second best ever. Yeah, the other and if you go back and look at their best ever. And some of the guys who were in that class, it didn't necessarily pan out. So um, <laughs> hey, don't 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 pour cold water on us. Come on, what's going on here? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> it at all. Not saying it at all. Hey, Zach. Uh, speaking of the best, you are the best. Uh, I, I know you're a busy boy. You had Kenny and Heilprin last night. Kenny and Heilprin tomorrow live at Monks and Sun Prairie. But Rowdy and I are gonna be at Athens Bar and Grill tonight, four to six. Uh, we'll take it over Grant's time slot, and uh, I know you're a fan of that. So, Zach, I, ex- I know you're busy extending the invitation, though. Four to six over the line at Athens Grill, Northside, Westport, Madison. Just saying, brother, okay? Just, just. I appreciate it. That place is awesome. I think you guys are going to have a great time out there. <laughs> I'll try I'll try and make it. I'll try and make it. Uh, one little pub for tomorrow. We do have Wisconsin wide receiver Skyler Bell joining us out at Monk's tomorrow. Oh, so, uh, mm, yeah. Yeah, so we got that going, too. Yeah, how's, by the way, Kenny and Heilprin, how's it been with the Eagles now in the Super Bowl? Is, is Ben unbearable? Is he being okay? I mean, I think unbearable is just kind of Ben's normal spot, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's been great. He's been great. And I can't wait till the Eagles lose. Zach, <laughs> lose, Eagles lose. Zach, we'll leave, a, if you come or not, either way, we'll leave a chair for you at Athens Grill, okay? And there's always going to be an invite for you and the Westport Brain Trust. Yeah, they break all the bad news there, the Westport Brain Trust. We love you, Zach. All right, guys. Smooches. I don't think he's coming. All right, something uh, we're going to do, play the uh, Brady speech again here and really decipher it. it. Is Tom Brady actually done? Tom Brady. The dude came back last year full well knowing that if he did it, there would be an ultimatum from Giselle, his wife, and he told Giselle and his kids to F off. I'm going back to play Get football. Off. And now after he loses it all, kind of. And then also the season that was wasn't the greatest, obviously. 
Tom Brady now is officially, according to him, calling it quits. Do we? Be, I'm gonna before I, I play the video again. Do we believe him? Sure, Ebo. When I first started collecting cards, I was like five years old, five or six years old. And you got a Tom Brady. Tom Brady was basically a rookie. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I am now 28 years old, and if I wanted to, I could go out and buy a Tom Brady Buccaneer card. I will believe Tom Brady is retired when I see NFL games next season and he's not playing. My my entire life of football basically has been Tom Brady playing. Now you broke the rules. Now you broke the rules. Now he looks much different at different parts of those. He looks really, in this video, he looks very skinny. He said he had some, he said he lost like 10 pounds this season, like in some kind of, I forget it was an illness or an injury. I forget what it was. Probably the fact that he had his whole divorce. Like I would say that would probably stress a man out a little bit. Where you're like, well, my supermodel wife is divorcing me because I just want to play football. How do we think that uh, Aaron Rodgers would react to a divorce? Would it be a chip? Would it be the chip on his shoulder? I think it'd be like in uh, Invincible. You're nothing. (laughs) I think you'd just go take some more psychedelics and go think about it like in some kind of astral plane. Tom Brady. He'd probably be the one doing the divorcing and somehow put it on the other I've been thinking about this a little bit. I I don't know if I like Aaron Rodgers and his kind of chill out way out there, man. You want to, you want to, I want the pissed off guy. You don't want a, uh, a peace with the world. Yeah. I want, psychedelics, I want the guy with the chip so big you could eat it off his shoulder. Yeah, I want a guy I so like pissed that. off. They might put him in a freaking <laughs> in a, in a straight jacket. Cause that's the one I know and love that. That was the one that won the super bowl. You want Rogers on the FU tour. Well, here's what needs to happen. Brian Gutekunst goes, goes need to draft another quarterback then. <laughs> Put him on the FU tour. No, we don't need that. <laughs> we still have Jordan Love. Right, phone line's blowing up. One second. Here is again, in case you missed it, the GOAT Tom Brady is retiring uh, for the second time. Do you believe him? Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring <laughs> for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So... Uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, family my teammates, Maybe everybody competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. There is not a wrinkle on his face, by the way. Botox, man. Botox My is God. a great thing, man. I'd be pretty emotional. I would get it. Like, he's literally sitting on a beach by himself. There's overcast. There's, like, hotels behind him. Uh, he's a ways away from the hotels. But he's by himself on the beach contemplating whatever it is he's probably going to talk about retiring. Then he posted the video, hit send, and Tom Brady, I don't know. I don't know. If I was Tom Brady and really I did throw away my marriage with Giselle and <laughs> hanging out with my kids, I can't. Yeah, I got to I got to see it through. I got to play the next year. I can't just well, do half a season that way. He did get a new girlfriend who's yeah. allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly. But she is uh she was wearing his jersey. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phones. Line 1. Good morning. Terry, 
Terry from the north side. The king of the north. Hey, Terry, tonight's the night, baby. Four to six at Athens Grill. Your ass better be there. Tonight's the night. We'll be there, by the way. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate that. Yep. Um, yeah, he's done. Terry, you better wear your Tom Brady jersey tonight. Ooh. I'll definitely have a jersey on tonight. There's no question. Probably your Cubs one, I bet. (laughs) Maybe have one of both. Um, no, I think he's done. I think um, I, you could see see the toll last year. His, his arm was starting to um, was wasn't as strong as it once was. He was wasn't getting the ball to the receiver. Plus, I'm not sure if he did go sign with San Francisco, he'd want to bring all the receivers to his house and go through all the workout drills. And, <laughs> you know, he does. He, he works harder during the offseason right? that make everybody better. I know. You know, not to say the 49ers receivers aren't good. But, yeah, I, I think you stick a fork in it, and you'll see him uh, next year at, in Fox. Yeah, because he signed that huge deal, a 10-year, $375 million deal to Real Fox. quick, Terry, Ebo, RJ. Yo. Could hey, you imagine going? if San Francisco came knocking on Tom Brady's door, and they say, hey, just give us one year. We got we got Purdy that's rehabbing. We have Trey Lance that's you know still injured. Just give us one year. We'll allow you to bring in Gronk, and we'll allow you to bring in Julian Edelman to the pieces they already have. Because you know Gronk could get out and play right now if he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Nelson, I guess my question to you back was, what makes you think San Francisco may have and already have asked that question? The fact that Brock Purdy has the torn UCL. Trey Lance has been hurt with an ankle injury and hasn't really looked good, and Jimmy G's a free agent. Well, there's no question that he would definitely help him. I'm just not sure he wants to go through it anymore. I, I don't. I think there's a time where, um, you know, and you guys talk about Favre. Uh, you know, Favre technically only retired once. The first time he bailed out was because of a war with him and Ted Thompson. He retired because the Packers wouldn't sign Randy Moss. Again, you go back to that draft. On that Sunday, the Patriots traded for Randy Moss from the Raiders. Wow. Or, and then Favre retired yeah. that Monday. Of course, well, they both have the same yeah, agent. Yeah. Hey, hey, check this out, Terry. Sorry to interrupt. <clears throat> RJ just brought it to my attention. Last year, on this day in history, February 1st, 2022, guess what happened? Tom Brady retired. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, to, the, to the year. Last year, Tom Brady announced his retirement. The date. And then right now, boom, again. But Tom Brady announced his retirement at like 9.50 last time. If I remember so correctly. the other thing we need to be looking for now March 13th is our next Tom Brady date because that's when he officially said he was coming back. <laughs> but the difference is Tampa lost on a, on a Hail Mary by the Rams last year in the playoffs where this year they went 8-9 and nine and were and probably were ne- never ne- near as good as the record. Anyway, they, they probably was, should have been worse than 8-9. and nine. You know, I, I just think he was declining. I, I just think his body no longer could do it. Yeah. That's just I mean, my opinion anyway. Yeah, totally. Terry, well, share, share it more tonight, brother. I'm, I'm going to put you on air tonight, too. Get, get ready. Okay, we'll be ready. All right, much love, Terry. Yeah, go come. I just need to see it. I, I need to see an NFL game where Tom Brady's not playing quarterback. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Line two, good morning. What's up, boys? Paulie, the goat of Marinette. Happy, happy birthday to my funk soul brother. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that, broski. Yeah. Hey, um, so and Tom Brady's trying to take lot, the spotlight away from me, that a-hole. Lot, lot to cover. Uh, Again. As far as the Badgers go, basketball, they're not making the tournament. And, I mean, Michigan 
probably isn't even going to make the tournament. They'll probably both be in the NIT together if they're lucky enough to even do that. Right. Um, but Ooh, as, hey. far as, Bra- uh, as far as Brady, sorry, sorry, yeah, continue, sorry. sorry as far as Brady goes, um, you know, goat is a a stupid term used by stupid, stupid people. people because <laughs> yeah. You call, it you really call is because like you can't you can't cross. No, I know. It's just that's you know just I mean? you go by the ring but, thing, whatever. But it's, it's, he's definitely the most decorated NFL player of all time for sure. He's the Bill Russell of uh, of the NFL as far as championships go. One of the most handsome too. Um, but you know what? The funny thing is, I I, I, I obviously being a Michigan fan, a Michigan um, fan. <laughs> you know he, he he's he's won a national championship, but I actually. At that time, rated Brian Greasy higher than him. I mean, is it weird that when I think Tom Brady, I really don't think Michigan at all? It, it's weird. It is weird. But but the thing is, he wasn't probably even in my top ten favorite Wolverines of all time. I mean, you got Charles Woodson ahead of him. You have uh, uh, Desmond Howard. Tyrone Wheatley. Do a Todd love Ty, Tyrone Wheatley is. I have his card. Possibly. That's- he just uh, he's uh, the head coach of Wayne State University now, and yeah, that's one of mine. As growing up as a Badger fan, but I love Tyrone. A little Wayne State, Paul. You just I made me big, think of I this: a, the San Francisco big, connection makes even more sense now. Isn't Brian well, Greasy the quarterback coach? Yeah, and well, Michigan was trying to get Greasy to go be their quarterback coach. Harbaugh got a hold of him to come to the to to the Wolverines. Just like this is in the last two weeks. Mm. I, I don't know why he would leave an NFL gig for, you know, but he's a Michigan man too, so who knows? Um, <laughs> God bless you, Michigan men. I love men. the Michigan man. Yeah. God bless you, Michigan men. But, uh, well, they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> they especially in Michigan. Yeah, well, they get, they get, they get around. <laughs> um, but especially the other Michigan. thing? Was, did, you get that, cool. hey, did you get that heater fixed? Uh, the uh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's Good. fixed. Very Thank good. God. Good. Um, do you know who is? I think maybe it's an Adamican Sioux or something, or Donkey Kong, whatever they called them. Um, hmm? Who is? Has anybody ever won a championship with three different teams? Ooh, uh, I don't know. And I don't mean some obscure d bag that's just standing <laughs> on the sidelines. I mean, like you is know, is this like NFL or NFL? Yeah. Ooh. Cause, cause I guarantee you, for what it's worth, if they if no you put player. Brady, if you if you put Brady on the 49ers, you might as well just give him the trophy. It's over. As long as <laughs> as long as he stays healthy, as long as that team stays healthy, everything being as it is now, there's nobody that's touching them. Paulie, yeah. no player has ever appeared or won three Super Bowls with three different teams. Now there's been two, plenty of those. Tom Brady, one of them. Yeah. Wait, what? There's there's been no player that has appeared in three Super Bowls or won three Super Bowls with three different teams. But there has been a lot of plenty twos. of people who've done it with two different teams. Right, okay. Yeah. So so two birds, one stone here. <laughs> two birds stoned at once. He, yeah, exactly. A bush in the bed's better than two at the bar. Yep. True that. Um <laughs> I made that up. That's mine. That's, That's a good one. Hey, I like it. Hey, hey, it's recorded. That's trademarked to you. You got it. That is mine. Um, but, <laughs> if, you know, if you think about it, what's left for Brady to do? He's won all the Super Bowls. He'd go to his childhood club that he's always supported, 
and be the first guy ever to win three Super Bowls. So you don't think he's done? Win Super Bowls with three different teams. You don't think he's done? Buddy Brian Greasy is the quarterback coach. Kyle Shanahan, the coach. He probably would be able to to lure Gronk out of retirement. Maybe Julian Edelman. But why would he? Why would he? Hey, he why would you even? That's another thing, right? The boys together. Gronk, Gronk is a lovable idiot, and I don't even really think he's an idiot. He just acts like an idiot. Yeah. You tell idiot. me you wouldn't want Gronk and Kittle? But why? But why? Why not? It's already there. Yeah, you don't need you don't need him. What do you need? I don't. You, you I, don't, don't I don't know. I feel like Tom Brady's done. I feel like he's done. That video. You, I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to add another piece to that roster. If you put Tom Brady at quarterback. It's Super Bowl, dude. He makes three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. He's gonna for ruin your birthday next year too. That Hope asshole. You're happy. Hey, Paulie, well, we got we got one more call. I gotta hit break. Anything uh, else, real quick? Or you can call uh, back uh, in later. All right, talk, take it easy, boy. Right, much love. All right, one more before break. Line four. Good morning, Ebo. Happy birthday, my friend. Oh, thank you, sir. Who is this? This is Tommy. It's oh, Tommy Rage. How happy birthday! I oh, gotta call you and wish you a happy birthday. Thanks, man. Appreciate uh, it. And it's no surprise that it's it's done on the day that the goat, the the other goat in in sports, is gonna you know probably retire. Let's face it, he's gonna retire. You think he's done, done, Tommy? I do, I do. And I thought it funny that Rowdy was mentioning how he did the same thing last year. So like tomorrow is Groundhog's Day. We're gonna call this the Tom Brady Day. <laughs> yeah, he's just a day early. <laughs> right, exactly. It just keeps happening over and over where you think he's going to retire, but he's not. But I don't think that the San Francisco 49ers are ready to move on from Trey Lance yet. Yeah, he's a little banged up, but I think they're going chips all in on him. So really, unless Brady wants to come back to the Bucks, I really don't think that there's really much option for him at this point. What about this, Tommy Rage? Um, here's what happens tomorrow. We know Hollywood has to reboot everything. Tomorrow, Tom Brady he comes out and says he's starring in a reboot of Groundhog Day, and then he says he's coming back to play in the NFL. I'm telling you that that right there is going to be like the the perfect Super Bowl commercial this year, isn't yeah. it? And Bill Murray will make a cameo in it. Exactly, yeah. and, and so will that damn varmint too. But enough about Rowdy. So happy birthday, Evo! Thanks, love Tommy. the show, my friend. I love you, brother. Thank you so much. We love you. See ya. See ya, Tommy Rage. Good stuff there. I can't I be- JJO, Tommy Rage. I can't believe people wouldn't want Gronk back. Well, it's just you don't need him though. Like, I get it. I get it. If he's taking, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get but it. like, you don't need him. The team is good enough already without him. George Kittle might be the best all-around tight end when it comes to blocking and the pass catching. Like, Kelsey's not really a, a big-time blocker, he's but not, probably right. the best tight end for fantasy. But George Kittle and Gronk, both that can block, both that can yeah. receive. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty nasty, too. Seven-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time time league MVP, 89,214 regular season passing yards. That's first all-time. 649 regular season toddies. That's first all-time. 13,400 playoff uh, passing yards. That's first all-time. 88 playoff toddies. First all-time. That is Tom Brady's accolades. The 23-season career, according to him, over. I'm pretty sure Done. Tom Brady has more playoff wins than the Cowboys franchise. <laughs> I'm serious. Did you think of that because Luis just walked by? One, and I believe Steve Young said it on the broadcast, uh, but between the Cowboys and the Niners. Stephen Young. All right, a quick segment here. we got news of the weird coming up. 
Our sports director, Zach Halpern, will join us at 802. 35 and 47 attempts he's won in the playoffs. So he's got 35. I think Dallas was like at 30 as a franchise. And who was Tom Brady's kryptonite in the playoffs? The Giants. Eli Manning. Eli. Wow. Line four. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, gentlemen. Wisco Chad. What's up, dude? Happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tom Brady's trying to steal my thunder. He's trying to steal everybody's thunder. Super Bowl week. (laughs) Chad, what's going on? What do you think, dude? What's going on? What's on your mind? Actually, it's not Super Bowl week, is it? It's next week. Well, I mean, he gets Super Bowl two weeks. It's fine. But, yeah, it's funny, Tom doing that, uh, you know, making himself relevant, even though he's not this year. Do you believe him? You know, he might be done. Maybe he's trying to patch things up with Jizzle. (laughs) Uh, Giselle, uh, over the weekend, or his last weekend, seeing uh, absconding away in some tropical island with uh, some kind of trainer guy and another couple. Tommy, not happy. That's okay. They just kind of get a little strange, and then they'll come back together. It's like the movie Hall Pass. <laughs> yeah. Giselle, Giselle took up right. on it, and the, the the guys are like, I don't know about this. I don't think he uh, Tom Brady needs to go to Applebee's and use that uh, rule, though. <laughs> Does it smell like chloroform? <laughs> yeah, but, I, I mean, you know, Rowdy, you're like 27 or 28, but, you know, as I get closer to Tom Brady's age, like, that doesn't just doesn't even sound fun anymore. A hall pass? Yeah. It's just like just like in the movie. Like the way that they're like... Uh, well, you also have two kids, Chad. I feel like that's very taxing. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's... Well, Tom, we have three. Aren't you playing Mr. Mom this week? <laughs> Tom's got three. <laughs> well, Tom has three, but also I think Tommy yeah. also has like, like ten, 20 manies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> arm, I, don't think he's got a, I don't think he's got to cook and clean and change diapers, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, who else is going to make the avocado ice cream? I think he's just going to show up in the offseason and be like, hey, kids, remember me? I'm your dad. All right, see you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, the, the first son that he had. Hey, want to make out? For almost three months of his life. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I, I just, that's kind of mind-boggling to me. How you can't see, like, yet on a Friday he could fly to Robert Kraft's wedding. But, yeah. And then, and now man, he'd be, he be flying the Robert Kraft's uh, um, massage parlor. Now he's a single man. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in Jupiter, Florida. It's not that far from where he's at. Yeah, dude. And who doesn't love going to Jupiter? You know, yeah, I, Tiger Woods. Tiger he goes there. Everyone goes to Jupiter.